Hey, Gal Pal Nation, are you ready for football? It's time for some two-a-days, where each NFL team is broken down by experts to get you ready for game day. Everything you need to know, and a few tips to impress the pickiest of football fans. Now, your host, the sports gal pal herself, Ramona Rice. We are talking about the Washington Redskins, but I unfortunately do not have the Washington Redskins. He, unfortunately, was not able to make um, recording dates, but I had, feel like I've given Gal Pal Nation an upgrade because we have my absolute favorite superfan because he is my superfan. It is the Eagles superfan, Mark Sticko. He is here to be talking about Welcome, Joe, Mark. Hey, thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Thanks, uh, Ramona. It's really great to be here. Yeah, and you have the distinction of ever in the history of Gal Pal Nation to be the first repeat guest on the podcast. I'm very honored. I hope to be on again sometime. That would be great. And uh, yeah, for the rest of you that are on once, try to keep up, guys. I don't know what to say. I <laughs> know. All right, so let's get started. So the Redskins, um, their name is offensive. I feel like they're, the way they play is offensive. Um you know, is there anything happy in Washington right now? Really, I don't know. I watched the three preseason games this morning, and I was just going over and watching them all in a condensed version, just kind of going through all the starters. I didn't go through the entire games, just watching the starters play. And there is not much to be excited about. If there was anything, I do have to say that somehow the defense was finding a way to hold. Um, very often a team would be driving on them effortlessly, and then they would get close, and they wouldn't be able to punch it in for a touchdown and they'd have to kick a field goal. So something is going right that that was happening. Because there were some pretty powerful juggernaut teams, and they were slowing them down. The Ravens, the Lions, you know, not the Browns so much. But the Ravens and Lions have offenses that can move the ball, and multiple times they would get close and have to stop and kick, which if I was going to give them a compliment, it has to be that. Um, But, yeah, I don't think there is much else. Um, The things that really scare me about the team are primarily the uh, running uh, backs, the running attack, I would say, and then the quarterback situation, which are both obviously very, very important to a team. Uh, when it comes to the running game, that offensive line is not looking impressive. They spent a first-round pick on Sheriff. I don't know how to say it exactly, Sheriff or Sheriff, but he, I really loved watching him. His college tape, he was an incredible player. He was just moving people. But now he just, I don't know, he's not doing well. He's getting pushed around. And they've had, they tried him at tackle. He wasn't doing that. They've moved him at guard. He isn't looking great at guard. And so we are stuck with, you know, possibly an offensive line that is not going to be strong enough. And then you have Morris, and he looks slow to me. He just doesn't have that burst. And so he is constantly behind. I was aware. He was getting tackles for loss. He did make a couple plays where he would break and get some actual distance. But usually he was getting a tackle for a loss. And he wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, but let's let's compare because you know Alfred Morris. Unfortunately, he is a great running back. But you know, you watch a lot of like really fast running backs <laughs> um, compared to. <laughs> so do you think that that's the comparison? I'm kind of joking, but I'm not. I mean, because they are going to no, face Philly twice, and I, I don't hear think they're going to up. No, I completely agree. I think the problem is that you would see the backups come in. Matt Jones came in, and Matt Jones looks great. I didn't even know who he is. This kid, Matt Jones, was like as soon as he touches the ball, you see this burst. He's through the hole, he's around the edge, and he's making plays. He'd get, you know, at least five yards downfield, sometimes ten, and Morris consistently was not doing that. So my worry is that Morris, I really am seeing something that's accurate. Morris is falling over the hill. Because it's one thing, you can be slow. Like, Murray doesn't look fast. When you watch DeMarco Murray, he's not fast. DeMarco Murray's a train. He'll go through you. 
And Morris used to have that in him, but I didn't see much of that. He's not as big as DeMarco, and watching him run, he was not able to barrel at that slower speed, like barrel through someone or pull his way through someone. And to me, if you can't do that, I just, oof, I think it's going to be really rough. Um, and especially with RG3 and Cousins and what's going on with the quarterback, they need a good run game to keep that thing moving. You know, both the run and the pass are failing. They're going to be in real trouble. Yeah, and I don't think they have the personnel on the O-line, like let's say a Dallas, where they have an amazing O-line, um, but they don't have the personnel in Washington to make those holes so that RG3 can move like he likes to do. And I honestly, I think Redskin fans, he's already injured now. Um, if I'm a Redskin fan, I don't want that quarterback move. Everybody jokes about our quarterback on his knees. I'm going, RG3 is banged up. Like He looks like he's held together with like, shoe, uh, like p- paper and glue uh, because he just falls down and he hurts himself. So... Washington, you guys need to figure out your quarterback situation. Yeah, and in that in the in the game against the Lions, to talk about how often he's getting hit, he threw eight pass attempts. He took a hit on six of those pass attempts. I mean, you can't keep that ratio up and stay healthy. So that offensive line is really a problem, and I'm worried that they're going to put RG three. The Gruden is going to push RG three down the path of the typical, uh, like, car did, the first car, not the Oakland car, um, but the original car, when he came into the league, I mean, he was a great quarterback. He never had an offensive line. He took more hits and more sacks than any quarterback had, and he never was able to overcome it. It cost him his entire career, and I'm worried that's exactly where RG3 is going. I think it's a given that RG3 will never get his work together in – the Washington Redskins. I think that is a given. I don't think Cousins is the answer. I think Cousins is that he's serviceable, but he'll never be great either. So I think they're at square one, and they need to find a quarterback. Luckily, they're probably going to have a horrible season, and they may have a great draft pick. And if that happens, you know, maybe they can get a quarterback. But until they do, that team is really doomed, and I think Gruden has to go. Um, I mean, everything they do seems to be mired with incompetence, so much to the point that this week when – RG3 was told he was cleared verbally by the doctors. They told the the Redskins, it's independent when they have a concussion. It's an independent outside doctor comes in. And he had told them, I think on Thursday, he's like, yeah, he's fine. He's going to be ready to play. Then Friday, they get the written report, and he's not fine, and he's not able to play. And Gruden, he actually has a quote where Gruden says, look, I know you guys want to make this out that we're incompetent, but this has nothing to do with us. You know, this is this other outside arbitrator and has nothing to do with us, you know, outside doctor and has nothing to do with us. And so we're not incompetent. The fact that a coach has to go out and publicly say we're not incompetent, I don't even know what to say. I mean, clearly everything is falling apart there. Um, I also, this is just a funny little side note. I love I saw. I just thought this was, I don't know what you would call it, a funny metaphor for the fact that we have this team that has, you know, a racial slur as their name. I'll be as bold to say that, and that's why I don't like to use the word, um, the Washington team, right? They have this racial slur as a name. They are, you know, to me, offending the Native Americans who, you know, who are part of this country and, and face some really, really horrible things here. And it's just really funny to me that with the doctor gives them one verbal yes. And then actually what happens is like to see Gruden step forward. And he's like, I don't understand what's going on. You know, we, they told us this and then they did this. And I'm like, God, that's such a funny metaphor for what happened to the native Americans. This idea of like, <laughs> well, they told us they were going to do something nice. And then they just didn't do that. And I'm like, well, if you're going to use a racial slur as your name, maybe this is exactly what you deserve. <laughs> well, they didn't uh, give RG3 smallpox. So there is that. No, I mean, that is know. true. <laughs> Oh, concussions, the smallpox of the NFL. Um, right, well, yeah, because yeah, it's a problem. But, I mean, and that's the thing. I just, 
You know, I, I'm wondering, too, going back to when they even hired Gruden, why they even hired Gruden? Because you have this quarterback that you spent so much money to get because you had to trade up to get him, and then you hire a coach that doesn't fit that quarterback at all. Like, what? for me, Washington, if I'm a Washington Redskins fan, I'm looking at management. I'm looking at management and going, what in the world are y'all thinking about? Just it, it is ever since Dan Snyder bought that team, it has been a downward slide. And, and every time I think, oh, they've hit rock bottom, they hit further and further down. No, I think you're dead on right. And I think you're hitting it. That's exactly the problem. The management is the problem. The ownership. Snyder is really bad. Um, his stance on almost everything he's done has been a poor stance. Um, I think that they're in a position where, yeah, the reason that they were able to get Gruden and not anyone else, or why they were forced to take Gruden and not anyone else, is similar to what happens with the Raiders or any other team that is really thought of as having poor management. No one wants to be there. You know, if you're a coach and you're an up-and-coming good coach, you don't want to coach there. Um, you saw what happened. A perfect example was his younger brother, John Gruden. For him to go and, you know, put in the time in Oakland as a new coach, kind of get his feet wet and learn how to coach, as soon as he could, he left and he went to a much better organization and he won a Super Bowl. Um, and I think Gruden was happy to get out of Oakland. He knew what it was to go to Tampa Bay. And I think younger Gruden was hoping for the same thing. You know, maybe I can go with the Redskins, build up my resume, and then go to a real team. But I don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. I think, I think Jay has already kind of ruined his whole career. Yeah, it, it's really bad. So let's look at Washington compared to the rest of the division. I mean, you know, even the Giants, who are still, I, I think of them as suspect just because we're not sure defensively if they're really solid. Um, you know, granted, Victor Cruz is coming back off an injury. They do have Odell Beckham Jr., who is fantastic, and Eli is a consistently good quarterback. Um, but then you got to face our team, the Eagles, which you and I, again, we are very biased but we're very good. And then the Dallas Cowboys, we have to mention them. I guess we do. Um, you know, I just don't see them. I don't see how Washington competes this year. No, I don't either. I think their secondary is the most, the most challenged part of the team. It's been for years. The one player they have that is somewhat decent but is not consistent is Hall. Um, otherwise, they really just have no one in that secondary that does their job. And you saw it in the Ravens game. There was a pass. It was an out pass to Steve uh, Smith on the sideline. Steve catches it, cuts inside. No one touches him. He catches about 20, 30 yards downfield and then runs another 30 or 40 for the touchdown. No one even close to him. Uh, you can't have that in your secondary. Like you point out, we are going to be throwing the ball. Dallas throws the ball with Des Bryant exceptionally well. And then you have Odell Beckham Jr. People are acting like he's the newest, the best receiver of all time. And, yeah, I don't, there's no way they can keep up with those teams. Cousins, I think, is going to be the starter more than RG3 this year, and there's no way he can throw enough touchdowns to keep up with the holes that secondary is going to have. Speaking of Cousins, you know, how do you think he's going to deal with Deshaun Jackson? Deshaun Jackson, uh, you know, we know him very well because he was an Eagle, um, has been quoted in the offseason saying that I can outrun any corner possible. And he, and he specifically mentions Richard Sherman, and he specifically mentions Darrell Revis. And I'm going, why would you do that? Um, but that's DJX for you. Um, do you think he's going to make an impact this year? I am worried for DJX for a couple reasons. One, I mean, he's already injured, so that scares me. The fact that he is down, you know, I, I don't know how he's already out. As we talked about in our last podcast when we were doing the Eagles podcast, I joked about the fact that, like, the Redskins actually, you know, they leave a sled too close to the field and they injure one of their best receiving weapons. Hurting your shoulder when you're a small guy, he may be ready for week one, but you watch. People are going to know that. They're going to be hitting him, and they're going to try to put him down. 
and I don't see him having a huge impact. A receiver can be removed from a game. That's the problem. If there aren't other weapons, all you have to do is put two guys on him, make sure the safety always stays on top of him, and DJX isn't going to be able to do much. He may make some plays. He may even get 1,000 yards. But he will not save this offense. There's no chance. Yeah, and I'm looking at the Redskins schedule right now. They open, you know, um, with Miami, who is vastly improved. They have an excellent um, defensive player in a Dominic Sue that has been added to that team. Um, then they face the Rams, equally impressive defense. Then they have the Giants and they have the Eagles. That's just the first four games. And then I'm looking at the rest of their season. And with the exception of maybe the Buccaneers, and that's a maybe. And the Panthers, just because, again, they're without a lot of their offensive weapons, it's going to be a tough road for Washington. So what is the best outcome for this season? Honestly, is it just best for them to play crappy like they're going to and hope that they get something good in the draft? I think if I was a Redskins fan, I think, yeah, best-case scenario is the team flops this year. You drop Gruden. You bring in a new coach. I don't know who it is. Somebody who has a chance to draft high and get a quarterback and you hope for it to turn around. I think worst-case scenario would probably be for them to go 8-8. Eight and eight. I don't see any way they go better than 8-8. Eight and eight. But Let's say they go 8-8. Eight and eight. They're only drafting in the middle of the round. They're still stuck with Cousins, and they're still stuck with RG3 next year. I think that could be problematic. So, yeah, it might be best case that they fall apart. And luckily, they're not even going to have to try. It's not like they're going to have to throw the season. Like you said, there's only probably two games on the schedule that we're like, oh, they have a good chance of winning these games or have a chance. Everything else, they're going to be the underdog all season long. Oh, I, I, yeah, I do not envy the Redskins right now. And it's amazing that just so with Shanahan and RG3, they were just in the playoffs a few years ago. You can see how fast the NFL a team can come together or fall apart. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Mark, if they want, if the Redskins fans get really mad at you for what you've said today in Gal Foundation, um, I know you can handle it. Uh, where can they find you on Twitter? Yeah, they should tweet me at, at Sitco77. That would be the best place to reach me. Also, you know, obviously I'm, I'm the host on Next Fan Up on Sunday night, so they can totally tweet at Next uh, NFU Podcast or they can reach us at Next Fan Up on Facebook. Um, and yeah, I would love to hear from them. That is great. Because we actually, yes. As you said, our Redskins fans failed you. And so, yes, we are looking for passionate Redskins fans. Um, we would love somebody Yes, Send in your ideas. Send in your thoughts. I don't want to be talking about your team. We would rather have a Redskins fan talking about your team. So, please, uh, yeah, send in your thoughts. Tell me how I'm wrong. Tell me how you watch those preseason games and have any faith. And then go watch our preseason games and cry. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, the, the biggest one where you really see it is the transitive like nature. We totally shut the Ravens down. Then you watch the Ravens play the Redskins, and the Ravens just totally shut down the Redskins. And so for as much as we are better than the Ravens, they're worse than the Ravens. And, yeah, we're just not even in the same ballpark. Yeah, there you have it. And, again, you can hear Mark and the rest of the guys on Next Fan Up. It's at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Next Fan Up. And, again, you can follow them on Twitter at NFU Podcast. And, again, listen to all of my previews. Um, the best one, of course, is the Eagles one because Mark's on that one as well. Um, and, again, I appreciate it because I didn't trust the other ones. Um, Brian and Sam are great, um, but I was like, which of the group, you know, because we had discussed this in case um, we had a backup plan because to get 32 people on a podcast um, takes a lot of logistics. And I, I'm pretty proud of myself for getting pretty much all of you guys. I've got a few more left, um, but we knew there'd probably be one or two. So you and I had come up with a plan like within the division. And sure enough, it was the NFC East. So, you know, I appreciate you coming on. And I think you did a very good job and you were very fair. I don't trust the other two. I don't know if they could have been fair or not. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel like I was fair and honest, but it is still harsh. Um, oh, man. Yeah, I really love, I love all of the shows you're doing. They're all, I'm re- listening to all of them. They've been great. Um, I've already gone through the NFC East and a lot of the NFC. 
um, listening to Brian on his Cowboys one, I was just and laughing at the delusions, but also just so angry that I wasn't able to be on there and talk back and, and make him answer for some of the crazy things he was saying. Um, but yes, they're all there are great shows, Ramona. Thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, that is something I heard that for your podcast. You guys are actually going to be doing fan battles so that you can now respond back to Brian. Exactly. The idea would be the best battles going into the week. We'll have those super fans on to kind of make predictions and talk about what they think the keys to each game are. And then on my shows on Sunday, especially any game that goes opposite of what we were expecting or something big happens, I will have those super fans on to answer for it. So I love, I hate in our industry where a lot of these talking heads on NFL, you know, network or ESPN, they can say whatever they want because they never have to answer for it. They can tell you, like Skip Bayless, right, can tell you how everything's going to go wrong with this and that, but they never really have to be called out for the things that they said were going to happen. But on Next Fan Up, we're going to do that. If Brian says that that offensive line can make Dallas have another great runner out of McFadden or Randall, I can't wait for him to have to answer for that later in the season when they have nothing going in the running game. Well, there you have it. And again, it's Mark from Next Fan Up. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thanks so much, Ramona. Uh, yeah, Ramona, we love having it. Uh, we love being on the show. And yeah, the cross promotion's great. You're welcome on our show anytime. Please come join us. Thanks for listening to the Sports Gal Pal podcast. And be sure to check out sportsgalpal.com.